Welcome. This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. This morning we are going to talk about, we'll sing that song, we are going to talk about a very important conversation which is nothing escapes the cross. Praise Jesus. The, the, the topic of today's sermon is nothing escapes the, the cross. And before I start teaching, and before I even pray, I want you to understand why we need to teach and we can never stop teaching about the cross. Hallelujah. We can never stop teaching about the gospel because the gospel is the foundation on which your Christian life is built. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you have ever, maybe when you're in school, or you just see people going somewhere and say, yeah, come where they go? And you follow them. On the road, you are not asking them, where will they, where will they go? They say, well, just come where they go. Praise God. The way you now get there, you now discover that it's a place that you don't like, you wouldn't have liked to be in the first place. Some people say, I know they go, hey, before you know, you have joined Aluta. And maybe you are not the kind of person that does Aluta. Before you know, they don't already enter bus. Before you know, you don't already reach government house. <laughs> before you know, police is shooting tear gas. Praise God. I, I know a lot of people here, I have a lot of Gen Z people here that never saw any Aluta, maybe when they are in school, right? If we don't continue teaching about the gospel, what happens is that a lot of people become born again and don't even know what they are born again into. And if you are, your, 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 your faith, your salvation is not built on the right doctrine, you will believe wrong. If you believe wrong, you will think wrong. If your thinking is wrong, you will act wrongly. And you become double-minded because you are not sure about this thing. And the Bible says that God doesn't like a double-minded man. Are we together? How many of us know what the cross is? I'll do a historical analogy before I go into the word, but I'll preach quickly, very quickly today, and I'll read plenty of scriptures, so follow me. The cross is, we used to have one here before, it's like this, Abby. So let me tell you the history of the cross. After Jesus was crucified, what happened was that the apostles or the disciples of Jesus Christ were persecuted, Right? And this is history. It's in, some of it is in the Bible, it's history. After a while, they were so persecuted, and because of that, a lot of matters came out of, out of Christendom. To the extent that they were put in the pits in the, in the old Roman Empire. They were transferred to Rome, like you saw what happened to Paul. Some of them were eaten by lions. There's a f- story of a famous saint, Catholic saint, but he's a, don't think about him as a Catholic saint. He's a Catholic, he's, but he's Ignatius that he was excited to be eaten by lions. When it was his time, he wrote, I decided not to put that letter as one of the letters in the Bible. But Ignatius, when he knew that he was going to be killed in the Coliseum, Ignatius wrote letters to all the brethren. It's not church like this with lights and everything. To everybody and said, ah, what opportunity will it be for me to be eaten by lions before the whole Rome and an, an opportunity for me to prove my faith and an opportunity for me to testify about the gospel of the grace of God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you a real life story. You can Google it. And Ignatius was killed. Some people thought, oh, Ignatius was going to be saved. That maybe there'll be a miracle. David, but Ignatius was lying on chopper. But after a while, despite the persecution, the Christian church grew. And the cross of Jesus, the cross, Jesus was not the first person to be killed on a cross. Do you know? Plenty of people have been killed before and after Jesus. But the cross of Jesus, about a couple of hundred years later, before the, on the Roman coin, the Roman denarii that we read about the scripture, it used to be the image of Augustus Caesar or Julius Caesar. After a couple of years, despite the persecution, the church grew so much that the Roman coin had a cross on it. That Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire. That out of something so gory, out of something so bloody, that culture would be shaped. The culture of the most powerful empire in the world, of a world power at the time. Are we, are we together? This is not just Bible, this is history. It's written, science cannot argue with it because people lived it and they wrote it down. Why did the cross become, because if I tell you, the first thing you used to know anything Christian is cross, right? What is the cross? The cross, like Reverend was teaching a couple of Sundays ago, if you missed it, you can watch it on YouTube, is a place of exchange. The cross for us is a place of exchange. Exchange of what? A place where we exchange his life for us. His life for us. Let me tell you, that's what the cross is. Don't just be a chain with cross. Just be moving up and down. It's a place of exchange. Let it resonate on your inside. The cross is the place and intersection of the love and justice of God. At the cross, why the cross became so important that it shaped culture is because of what the message of the cross presented to humanity. That our lives are not just refurbished, but that at the cross, the love and justice of God met each other. That in the justice of God, the sinner is to be punished. The soul that sinned shall die. For the wages of sin is death. And that at the cross, what happened? God needed to punish the sinner. Because God hates sin. God doesn't look away from... God detests sin. But at the cross, God punished, some, punished the sinner in Jesus. Don't think God will not punish your sins. So don't be saying that God did not punish my sins. God punished your sins. Your sins were punished. Your punishment. They punished you full. You got the full sentence. Right? But that in the love of God, it was not you on that cross. It was Jesus. Hallelujah. And we... Okay, let me not deviate. Let me not digress. This is the introduction. Our key text, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. Everybody says nothing escapes the cross. Talk and well now. Say nothing 
escapes the cross. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the message of the cross is what? <laughs> if you read it well, everybody stand up. Maybe you memorize this one. Everybody stand up. For the message of the cross is what? Foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is what? The power of God. Can we read it again? One, two, three, go. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Can you sit down? Right, point one. Thought one, point one. The message of the cross, which the message is Christ crucified, is the sum and substance of the gospel. Write it. The message of the cross is the sum and substance of the gospel. What is this message? Christ and Christ crucified. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 to 4. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 15 verse 3 to 4. Are we there? He said, for I, this was Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He said, for I deliver to you first all that, all that which I also receive. That Paul said that not the miracles, not the letters, the first, all that he received from God is this, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That all he has received, not his educational learning as a lawyer. That all he received on the road to Damascus was this, the gospel, the message of the cross, that Christ died for your sin, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. The message of the gospel is the sum and substance of the gospel. The message of the cross... Christ crucified is the sum and substance of the gospel. Not prosperity, not every other thing that you see, but that the substance of the gospel is the message of the cross. That all the believer received when he's born again is that Christ died for our sins and he rose again. And when you go back to 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18, he says that that message is the power of God. It does not say it is one of the powers of God. He says it is what? The power of God. The message of the cross deals with everything the sinner needs and consists of the, everything that the man in Christ, the saved, needs for his life. Nothing missing. Are we together? That the message of the cross is what brings the sinner out of sin and that message of the cross is what you, the man in Christ, needs for life and godliness and to live victoriously. Nothing else. Are we, are we together? It frames the life of the man in Christ. It frames the life of the man in Christ. It frames the thinking of the man in Christ. It frames the actions and the reactions of the man in Christ. The message of the gospel. The gospel is the sinner's only remedy. You cannot advise a sinner to eternal life. Are you here? Are you with me? See person, they smoke it, go. They do, it's living in sin. Say, this thing where they do no good. May you stop with the smoke it, go. 
Let me stop with the club. Then you go even. He's not, he can, you cannot advise him. The only thing that can translate him, I've explained what translation means in my last teaching, the very long one, is that it, remo- it gives him a new life, removes him from the power of darkness into the, into the power, of, into, into the kingdom of light. The, the, the God nature of the cross is the sinner's only remedy and it is God's highest exhibition of love. Say, ah, God, you don't love me. God, you don't love me. The only way you need to know that God loves you is that Jesus died for you. Are you, are you with me? It's not whether you have money in your back and cattle, whether you have husband, or whether you have wife, or whether you have picking. The proof of God's love is the message of the cross. That while you were a sinner, while you were an enemy of God, while you were a God-hater, that God died for your sins and brought you into eternal life. On the cross, God dealt a huge and final blow to all the schemes and the devices of the enemy. That every plan of the enemy from the war in heaven, even before creation, till Jesus will come, past, present, and future, God is not just going to fight devil tomorrow. Say, I fast, I pray, God can scatter. No, 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 oh God, 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 God. That thinking is wrong. That's, a, that's poor thinking. That on the cross, God dealt a huge and final blow. What happens is this, is that God is not going to defeat devil on your matter tomorrow. You, he already defeated him. They already gave devil quick notice. It is you that just had sense to come and evict him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I want to talk to the lawyers who understand me. The quick notice was served. You understand? Intention to recover possession, served. The matter in the court was done. You know what I'm saying? You understand? Whether or not you enforce by quitting the tenant is your business. Are we together? Whether or not you quit your tenant, you if you say, lawyer, you help me enforce, I go help you enforce. If you not say, make I help you enforce, the tenant go to your house. The day we evict the tenant is not the day the quit notice was served or the day the God gave the judgment. The day the judgment against the devil to defeat him was given was when Jesus died. Are we together? Are we together? Okay, we'll continue. 1 Corinthians 2.8 says, Had they known, because this, the, 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 the message of the cross, the death of Jesus was a master stroke, if the kings of this world knew, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord. If the devil knew that that's what God was doing to him, you would have not, you would not have killed Jesus. If you leave Jesus, it was more profitable for Jesus to sleep and not wake up. For him to die at a ripe old age, like Methuselah, if you want to even live, just live, 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 live. Oh, now you can't know. Now for them to kill him. Because scripture records, it says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Because nailing him on that cross means that they carried all of us and put him inside him and that they nailed all of us with him and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and our poverty was upon him that that Christ who was rich became poor so that through his poverty you might be rich they nailed you there too so that and when Jesus came down you came down too when Jesus got out of that grave you got out of the grave too Are we together? 
on the cross, the Father undid all the works of the enemy in Christ crucified. A once and for all solution. Everybody say once and for all. Everybody say once and for all. So the message of the cross sums up and deals with all the issues of the sinner and even more, all the man in Christ needs to live victoriously. 1 Corinthians 1. 21 to 25, but we'll focus on 23. I'm still reading our key text. Don't close it. All these things I'm saying, I'm using to explain 1 Corinthians 1, 18. We are still reading one scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. Are we there? For since, and what, we are, what I'm trying to explain to you now is that, you know they said the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. I want to show you how it's foolish to them. And for some people here, it's still foolish. It does not make sense. But I want to explain to you how. It says, for since the, in the wisdom of God, God of the world, through the true wisdom, did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign. Go back again. Go back again. That, let me explain this to you. Let me break it down to you. That God there eh, wanted to do something good. So he embedded the message to look foolish to those whose eyes are not open. So that the people that think they are wise cannot decode it. Go to the next verse. Because, see, there are two categories of people, two kinds of people in this world. There will only be two kinds of people. Jews and Greeks. Don't think about it as Jews and Greeks. The people that are looking for signs, people that are looking for miracle, and people that are looking for wisdom, intellectuals. Whether you like it or not, think about yourself. You fall into one, of, one category. Or you are the two of them. Right? He said, for the Jews request a word. A sign. He said, ah, God knows they display so. I never see miracle. And nobody they fall. Nobody they roll. What kind of message they preach? Cross. Christ crucified. That's Jews. See, I, see, eh, I want born. Pastor, pray for me. I just born tomorrow like Mary. Sign. Are you see, are you listening to me? Say they know they pray well, well. Maybe we pray, maybe everybody they sweat, maybe they know they walk again. Sign. Are you with me? So if you don't see it, you say, ah, he said it's foolishness. When you're thinking like that, it's not me that said it. Sorry, I'm not. And the Greek seeks after wisdom. Let me explain wisdom, people. Say I'm an intellectual. I'm too sophisticated. What do you mean? Do you mean I should fast? Do you mean I should come to church early? Do you mean I should give to the Lord? How do you, can you explain to me in science and philosophy how these things can make my life better? I beg that they are just deceiving you. Wisdom. Not be today. You don't do sense. So if you think you are intellectual, you are not the first intellectual. People don't get sense before. In a human being, they are too. No, be, my person be a key medes, out of nothing they think about alone. A person be new thing. So don't be for me that you're intelligent. You're not intelligent anything. You have seen people like you before. Praise Jesus. Verse 22. 23. That's why people are looking for sound, people are looking for wisdom. He says, but we, me, Reverend Duke, Pastor Obey, and you, say me. We preach Christ crucified. He is too foolish. You understand? We preach Christ crucified to the Jews. Our message is a stumbling block. 
and to the Greeks is foolishness. So I don't mind people thinking I'm foolish. Some people are sitting down here and I say, Pastor, you have not seen anything. You don't know my problem. I, so I know if you are thinking like that, it means that me, I'm sounding foolish. I agree, I'm a fool. You understand? I will not be the first. Next one, next one, verse 24. But to those who are, say to those who are called, both the Jews and the Greek, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2, quickly. 1 Corinthians, I'm still in point 1. 21 minutes. Chai. For I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him what? The, all, the whole business of the believer is Christ and Christ crucified. Say my whole business is Christ and Christ crucified. In my business, my whole business is Christ and Christ crucified. If you know Christ and Christ crucified, you will not talk to your wife the way you are talking to her. Are you with me? Are you with me? Should we talk? Are we in church? Should we talk? Should we say? Should we talk? Yeah, he says we talk. Thank you. It's very dangerous to tell me to talk. Go with me. I don't know what I will say. <laughs> in your business, all you need to know is Christ and Christ crucified. If you know Him, there are things you will not do. Are we together? Are we together? Let me go forward. Let me not talk too much. People must look for signs, but all we need to know is Christ and Christ crucified. The reason why is because if you know Christ, you cannot finish knowing Christ. Apostle Paul calls it the unsearchable riches of Christ. That if you start to look for, if for instance this room was Christ, and we open this door for you, a lot of you have not passed where, see where Vivian is. See where Vivian is, that usher there. Vivian, why are you looking away? A lot of people, you think you are very deep in the world and you know God. You have not even passed that place where that girl is. And Christ still filled this whole room up to the ceiling. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Ephesians 3, verse 8 and 9. Ephesians 3, verse 8 and 9. We are still in point 1. What's point 1, everybody? The message of the cross is the sum and substance of the gospel. Ephesians 3, verse 8 to 9. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles what? The, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse 9. And to make all see what is the fellowship. In the, in the, in the original translation, that fellowship is dispensation. The dispensation of the mystery of God, the season, the period of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. Point two, quickly. Point two. The message of the cross sounds foolish to the unsaved. The message of the cross sounds foolish to the unsaved. And I want to quickly say this. It's not everybody that's in church that is saved, though. 
Praise Jesus. A lot of people are checking their salvation in, as I said it. It's not everybody that you see wear fine clothes, drive fine motto, that came to church today, even here, that is saved. Praise Jesus. Some people say they don't like what I'm saying. Some people say I should talk now. <laughs> you say I should talk, I'm talking now. Like, nah. Not everybody is saved. And let me tell you what it means to be saved. In case you are not saved, when you are going home, you don't need me to pray for you. You can just pray inside bus and be, be born again again. It means that you put your faith 100%, everybody say 100%, in Christ's ability to save you. And the word in scripture is sozo. It means that you are saved from sin. Are you listening to me? Sozo. You are saved from sin. You, are, you believe that God has that same power to heal you. It means that that same salvation can preserve you. Are you hearing me? It means that it can make you do well. I'm thinking I'm talking, it's Bible I'm reading, it's not that I'm just bringing that from my head. It can make you do well, and it can make you whole. And if there's any part of your body that was malfunctioning before, was not complete, it can complete you. So some people just came, and they believe that, ah, I'm safe from sin. Fine, all well and good. You don't believe that the power can heal. You'll be saved and sick. Praise Jesus. You will not be the first saved and sick person. And you're not going to be the last person. You can be saved and you will not be doing well. You can be saved and you are not whole. But you can be all these three things are not saved and you are coming to church at the same time. <laughs> Apart from the sin one. Praise Jesus. That's what salvation really is. So. Come read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. It says, there's no need for us to read it. It says that the God of the world has blinded their eyes. People cannot, the unsaved man cannot understand spiritual things. First Corinthians 2.14, the unsaved man cannot understand. So when we are talking about this, they say, ah, some people are not saved. Uh, and let me give practical examples. That's why you are saved. Oh, sorry, you are coming to church. You are not saved. You are coming to church. I don't believe God. When small problem come, you say, ah, May we go so so and so place? Are we together? Are we together? Nobody's talking again. Is there? Let's say you will go to a place that will flog you with broom. You will go. I don't understand how people are thinking this thing. No. Tell me anybody that you see that in 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 the Bible that Jesus wanted to heal, he bathed with water. Or a flock with cane or broom. What they need to do? We spoke to demon and demon go now. He speak, he speak. You are not here on cross overnight. Reverend Duke was preaching, 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 preaching. Preach. Somebody started manifesting here. He said, Come out. The, the, the demon, ja. Where are you not here? I don't understand what people are talking about. Where are you not here on cross overnight? Reverend said, Come out. The demon physically took the person. We are here. Imagine now that Reverend Duke now went to his car, remove his boots, now carry a broom, carry a cane. He now say, hey, you know that I have lucky the person. Last one, you will now, you, after you wear fine clothes and come to Living Spring, you now go to where they wash your head with your hair water and they'll be flogging you with cane. Is something wrong with you? Point three. The message of the cross, the gospel, is the power of God. Everybody say it is the power of God. 
There's one song I like. Don't you just released it. Said, I, I went to the Father. I said, I need more power. I need more of your fire. He said to me, All you need is more love. Paul did not say fasting and prayer is the power of God. With fasting and prayer give you power. If you fast and pray to know God more, you are going to touch power. Have you ever noticed that on the mission field, there's a lot of power made available? I mean, evangelists, you see people that are going to do crusade, you discover that when you are preaching, there's a lot of power of God made demonstrated because the Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. Because the power of God must be demonstrated to back up the word. So you, you are in this church, you just sit down, you are not evangelizing. You are not doing anything, you are looking for power. You don't need power, you need to love God. You need to understand what he did for you. And when you love him more, you start to walk in power. The Bible says that the message of the cross is the power of God. It's not that he will give you the power. He said the message itself is the power of God. Let's check out Romans. Romans 1 verse 16. Paul was talking about, and the message of the cross is the gospel. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I can never be ashamed or tired of preaching this time I'm preaching to you. I will never change my ways because this message I'm preaching is the power of God. A couple of nights I was I clearly I knew. Guys, not they said that the spirit of divination and manipulation was at work. It's not that they came to tell me. Eh, I knew. Ask my wife. My wife is not here today. I was sleeping. I just woke up. I just woke up. I just started praying. I don't even know. I, I just knew. It was just a heavy presence. The reason why we teach this thing is so that you will not be relying on me to pray for you. That is not the system of God. The system of God is not that you are reliant on a man. The system of God is that you activate, you have the power. The Holy Spirit in me is not more superior than the Holy Spirit in you. Are we together? You have the same spirit. The difference between us and you is that we have devoted ourselves to oh to love you, oh to love you, oh to love you more and more. Oh to love you, oh to love you, oh to love you more and more. Quickly, let's just finish this up. Let's write tie, tie this up. The power of God there is dunamis. And let me explain, let me break down what dunamis means to you. And I want you to write it down. And when you get to think about it, dunamis means force. So for those of you that are intellectuals, people that are looking for wisdom, in Aristotelian logic, and it's an ancient Greek word, it means potentiality and actuality. Are we together? It means that, it, that something has the potential to generate something and has the actual force to do it right that is not just about power line dormant but it is force by an action so think about it like this he said the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are saved it is the force of god are we together force it also means miraculous power for, the, for those who of us who are saved 
the message of the cross is the miraculous power of God. For those of us who are saved, it is the ability of God. For those of us who are saved, another word is it is the abundance of God. See how they hungry. This church, and they give me food. Mm, you have the power to make wealth. I don't understand how you partake in this matter. Don't you know? Have you not been told? That you have the power to make well. The scripture says that it is God that raises men from the dunghill and puts them to sets them among princes. The reason why you don't have money is why I'll be focusing on money too much. The reason why you don't have money is that you have been so encompassed with your problem. So that when we even bring idea for you to make money, you cannot even put your money inside you to make more money because poverty has cover your eye to the extent that you will, you will rather save your seeds. And when I say seeds, I'm not talking about offering. Say, if I, if, I, if I put this one for this business, now I will chop tomorrow. All the time when you don't get it, you know chop. You die. So you cannot make... It is the abundance of God. Let me know good. Let me know... It is the... Another meaning of the word, it is the mighty deed of God. It is the power. There's one, I even, one definition that fear me. He said it is the violence of God. Many people know that. You know scripture describes God as a mighty terrible God. What do you mean to describe somebody as terrible? Saying a bad guy. A, a very bad guy. He's the mighty terrible one. Then, like I joke, they say a person they pursue you, person they pursue you. You will carry the violence of God. Person they pursue you. You, you are the violence of God. In the 16th century, you are God's enforcer. They are like a, they are like a, they are like a knight of Saint John. They are like a Templar. You, elite warrior. They say, eh, they, they pursue you. And you, 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 the, the, you don't need prayer. You deserve a slap. You don't need, you don't need me to pray for you. I need to slap you. You are going to continue running with your power until the day you discover that you are the violence of God. And I declare upon you, your eyes are open today. For those of us who are saved, it is the power of God. The mighty, wonderful work. Let me break it further. Inherent power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature of which a person or thing exerts or puts forth. Power for working, performing miracles. Moral power and excellence of soul. The power of an influence which belongs to riches and wealth. The power and resources arising from numbers. The power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, hosts. The power also contains the wisdom of God. The power also contains what? The wisdom of God. So the power of God does not just deal with the Jews looking for a sign. It deals with the Greeks that are looking for wisdom. Scripture says that if any of you lacks wisdom, it did not say go to business school. The first place to go is not business school. If any of you ask wisdom, ask from God who gives liberally. Why you not ask from God who gives liberally? God will not tell you, go to business school. Or don't waste money going to business school. Do this course online. It's half the price. Or tight of the price. I'm not saying business school is not good. <laughs> Praise God. 
I'm not saying education is not good, but I'm trying to say the, your first point of call is ask from him who gives. How many of you have just been in one place just on your own? I just have an idea, bright spark. It has never happened to you before. That is the same Jesus with this, sir. Pray, Jesus. If it has not happened to you today, pray. Say, God, I want it to happen to me. Pray, Jesus. Yeah, okay. The wisdom of God. The message of the cross is an answer to every situation of need. Colossians 2, verse 13. Victory over sin and demons. 2, verse 13. It says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has done what? Made alive with him, having forgiven how many of your trespasses? How many? Verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to where? Having nailed it to where? Verse 15. Having done what? Having spoiled, you can hear version say, disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. So, you were there when Jesus did this. This is the power that Jesus gave you. Victory over sin, victory over demons. Right? Healing, 1 Peter 2, verse 24. What is the title of our sermon today? What is the title of our sermon today? I'm trying to tell you the things that do not escape the cross now. Healing, 1 Peter 2, verse 24. Who himself did what? Bore our sins in his own body on the cross, on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were what? You were healed. Victory over habits and addictions. Romans 6, verse 2, 10 and 11. 6, verse 2. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Verse 10. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, verse 2, verse 10 now. 2, verse 10. 6, no, 6, verse 10, rather. 6, verse 10. For the death that he died, he died to sin how many times? Once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead in thing to sin. Are you seeing me? Think that. Reckon yourself to be dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The reason why you are struggling with that habit is because you have not counted yourself as dead to sin. Are you dead to sin? Yes. But you don't think of yourself as being dead to sin. My brothers and sisters, are you with me? See, I'm a young person. Eh... And you know, practical situation now. You know, um, premarital sex, everybody's having sex now. Everybody's having sex. That's what young people say these days. Everybody. Everybody. You know you cannot do. You must, you must do now. Abby, singles. 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 You must do. See, in fact, all the people that have been wearing fine, fine clothes in church, all of them, they are doing. In fact, they did and came to church. Are you dead? You that are talking like that, you are dead to sin. Do you know? The only problem is that you don't think that you are dead. You don't reckon yourself as being dead to sin. See, everybody, they lie now. Singles leader. Even you, they, you they help yourself. 
See, everybody's doing it now. Everybody. Because of that, what do you mean? Some women, some girls, you say, ah, you don't do tests. What are you testing? Guys, say you want to test. What, what are you? Is it suya? Yeah, Aboki. Aboki. I beg. Give me testing. So, you have people. Yeah, you now are a guy, a girl. Imagine everybody testing each other like that. I've done this Aboki. I say, Aboki, Tozo testing. Say, ah, pepper too much. Go to the next Aboki. Ah, now I shall keep this. Ah, no good. Then, when you have finished testing, you now bring problem to come and meet us. Say, I have disease. HIV. HIV is in Jesus' name. Amen. Civil is happy. He is in Jesus' name. Amen. Or some of you now, you now marry, you now becoming for cancer. You say, ah, my wife, husband is not wiping me away. How will you? I don't even know I'm saying all these things. The problem is this, is that I don't like talking. Because when people say talk, I said, even me, I don't know what I will say. It's not in my notes. I don't even plan to say this. I should not talk again. Okay. But But I want to, but the truth is that it is happening. You cheat somebody and the person says something about you. You now come, you're not trying to break a course. You are, why, in fact, why? In law, there's a principle. They say, he who comes to equity must come clean and you now come and now fasting and praying that disturbing God. But you remember that even the scripture says that God said he does not like unjust on, on, on scales. What it means is that when you are selling something to somebody, you don't sell with, with cup that is not complete. Say, I want to buy one cup of rice. You now pat the cup on that so that it's not go complete. How many rice they, you, how much are you making from cheating that person? They don't say, ah, Nigeria don't spoil. They say, hey, Nigeria don't spoil. Hey, some of you have built houses. You are not going to rent it to a particular tribe. You are part of our problem. You've forgotten that scripture says neither Jew nor Greek. I, in ch- some churches, there is, there is a, a, a traditional organization. I don't understand that. It isn't it. So, when I say all the Yorubas, we have Yoruba Association in this church, Igbo Association. So, what of the ethic, the Igala, the people that they know completely not one, one person? What of people like me? In this church, maybe it's only, only me, my wife will not even join, my wife will not join the Ijebu people. It's only me that will be in my own association. When you now to do things, give all of us now dancing out. Hey, 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 my God, you could do. Now bring, now turn to competition. Is it church or social club? What are we doing? What are we, what is wrong? What is wrong with us? The message of the cross is the power of God. Look to your neighbor and say, the message of the cross is the power of God. How do we live in this reality? Focus on Christ. John 3 verse 14. Jesus was speaking about himself and he made reference to Numbers 21. He said that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, in Numbers 21, so the Son of Man will be lifted up. And whoever believes in him will have eternal life. In the original translation, will not perish, is not there. Whoever believes in him, whoever looks on him, we have an eternal life. Whoever has been beaten by the snake or by the serpent, whoever has been troubled, plagued by the troubles of this world, as we look on Jesus, 
as we look on Christ and Christ crucified. He said we will come into life, abundant, perpetual life, so way. Absolute fullness of life. This message is too simple to be true. That's why I'm looking for people that will deceive you. It's too simple that if I just believe in Jesus, oh my, this, this thing will work. It's too simple. That's why I'm running Heta Skelter. Look and leave, my brother's leave. Look to Jesus now and leave. From today, as we open the pages of your world, as we fellowship with you, as we study, as we stay in the place of prayer, that will be dragged into an out-of-body experience with you. One that brings faith and power and love in our hearts. That tumors will die. Fibroid will be gone. Fibroid be gone. Fibroid be gone. Hormonal imbalance return to normal. Ah, Christ is crucified. Hormonal imbalance return to normal. Ah, Pranda Kaliadash. Rabba Sadons. Addiction, lose your grip. Jesus is here. Because disease today. If you are sick anywhere, you are sick, you have a virus, a bacteria, whatever it is, you have a pain somewhere, can you just put your hand there? There's an atmosphere where nothing is impossible. No disease incurable. Let me give you my own testimony. My eyes were so bad. I went with glasses. If you notice, I don't bother wearing my glasses. Even when I'm preaching, I won't be able to read that screen. My eyes were so bad. So I started talking to God. I said, God, I want my eyes to get better. Right? I want my eyes to get better. And my condition is that I'm very astigmatic in one eye and I'm short sighted in another eye. But let me tell you a testimony. Like I, I did not say, I, I go, I, I just said, God, I want my eyes to get better. I really want my eyes to get better. You won't believe that. For my last two eye tests, my prescription has been changing. My eyes are getting better. If you notice now, now I'm preaching without, I'm preaching without glasses. In fact, it was so bad that my last prescription, I don't wear it again because when they tested me, when I wear the glasses, it was, it, it was worsening the condition. So they said, I your glasses are too strong. I said, ah, but now, now give me. I said, it's not, the, it's not the same file. They now look at it. The doctor now said, progressively, in two years, your eyesight has been becoming better and better. There's an atmosphere where nothing is impossible, no disease incurable. There's an atmosphere, there's an atmosphere. And nothing is impossible, no disease incurable. There's an atmosphere. Because diabetes, high blood sugar, because it's now, we say, hear the voice of the Lord be gone. High blood pressure, stroke, 
We say receive normal bodily function. Radabanda pasush, shadriba kanda parush, ralima unasus, branda brakasarundalia, rebatandalia. We speak to that reproductive system. If the same man, hey, hey, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead be in us, it shall quicken. We ask for a quickening. We quickening. A quickening. A quickening. A quickening. Randa Palash. Randa Riva Kumbaliabash. Rada Indalia. Kunsale. We talk to that nerve problem. We speak to that cancer that is just developing, that's not been diagnosed. Rada Dadabanda Parusha Kale. Mande Reme Kapuliabatas. Rabanda ribada jadabale manda yadaba rufa satumba kapaya abranda libakabalia tos thank you jesus don't beg it to go don't say oh lord if you can just heal me oh lord if you can join me don't no 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 it's the power of god tell it you are gone now you are gone now you are gone now if you have a pain anywhere start to test yourself Start to check whether you still feel the pain. Start to check. If it's paining you, still bend or test. Just press it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. In the atmosphere of Jesus, nothing is impossible. No disease incurable. There's an atmosphere in the atmosphere of Jesus. Nothing is impossible. No disease incurable. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing. You are healed. You are healed. Your child is healed. Call them, they are healed. For those of you expecting children, there's a quickening. 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 You are going to feel when you are going home you are going to feel a heavy weight on your shoulders when you are going to home we are going to feel a heavy weight on your shoulders and the spirit of the lord shall come upon you and the spirit of the lord shall come upon you thank you for listening to the cgmi living springs godful podcast you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CJMI underscore L Springs.